Thank you for joining us for episode four of Passive for Perfect with Corey and Kynisha. In this episode, we do discuss community conversations. We discuss recent shootings in the area, as well as the things that can be done in our community to help improve these situations for not only families, but children. Thank you again. This is Passing for Perfect with Corey and Kynisha. Perfect with Cora and Cognition. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. We spent some downtime, mm-hmm. but we're back. It's been a few weeks. A few weeks for you. For me. I've been here. Um, but we're back. I want to thank y'all for joining us on Passing for Perfect on this beautiful April spring Monday. We got about three weeks of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about all three weeks of it today, but um, even possible. So what you want to start with today? Well, today I just wanted to say hello, everybody. I miss uh, sitting up, chatting with everybody and seeing what everybody has to say. Um, so what we've had, the Derek Jackson debacle go on. We've had um, a few things. We've had more with um, Deion Sanders and JSU and the SWAC and the things happening with that. We've had a lot pop off with the Derek Chauvin trial. Well, they and 11. it's eleven day eleven for the Derek Chauvin trial. If anybody's watching, I feel like it should be over. Like <laughs> prosecution should rest their case and just keep it moving. Let but. the defense come on in and do what they're going to do. They're kind of debating on whether or not to put him on the stand or if he's going to get on the stand. Put him on. They say he's probably going to get on the stand. So, so far, uh, shockingly enough, if you haven't been paying attention to the trial or maybe, I know I've, I've just realized that a lot of people still to this day hadn't actually seen the video. Like they avoided looking at the video of that murder. I'm just going to call it a murder. It is what it is. Call it what it and, is. Um, Speak truth and We life. didn't know that the man actually was on, they were on him for over nine minutes. Yeah. they The video that we all saw shows were 8.46. Eight minutes and some change. And that was because that was from the public. So the public didn't start recording right away um the first bystander so far that i've seen was actually an older man and so he didn't begin recording it was kind of the younger generation that popped up and started recording uh, a little bit later on so we've gotten to see like the street camera and uh what the actual dispatcher was seeing and that the dispatcher even called the higher up lieutenant that worked there because she's watching it and she's like wait a minute this is not right. Like, yes, something's so, not right with not what right. I'm looking at. Like, so um, it's been a lot of details about this 
happening that has come out that I had no idea. I mean, I tried not to. I watched the initial video, I believe, on the day it happened. And that was enough for me. I didn't keep watching it and everything. But um, I have been interested in the trial. Someone else wasn't so interested. And I'm in the still trial. not. I'm just peeping in here and there when I can, just to keep up, just to see the buffoonery that's going to go on in this trial. And I've been right. I, I, I've been right. Like, it has to be extremely hard as a defense attorney to watch some of this stuff, get the evidence, the video, and try to figure out or, or manipulate a defense for yeah for your defendant like like it's like how do you sleep at night that's 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 my point that that's why i am with it that's how i feel about it everybody may not agree i mean some people are legitimately like when you have experts on the stand that are telling you like this did not cause the death this the the, the drug levels weren't high enough right. for the the situation. Yes, the drugs were a part of it, but if this man did those drugs at home alone in his house and had he'd be alive today, it's basically what the um was it the medical examiner or every medical person pretty much so far that the toxologist, the cardiologist, the pulmonary. Homologists, um, everybody. Like it's at this point, it's like at the very least, negligent homicide. I think they're going for second degree murder. So at the at the very least, negligent homicide. At the very least. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, and then uh, with the Chauvin trial going on. There was another death of a young man in Minnesota again, uh, just yesterday, day before yesterday, right down the street from the courthouse. So um, the defense attorney is now trying to get the judge to allow the, them to sequester the jury because they don't want the jury, you know, to see all that's about to pop off now with this new accidental death. And, and I mean, I guess it is an accidental death because he yelled taser taser but he shot the young kid you know it's a 20 year old young man and he yelled taser but pulled she. a gun so she i'm sorry so um it's so much that's about to go on in minnesota and and what kind of training are they doing like in they minnesota none. like they have but, it but they don't like they the, couldn't scare the people craziness the, the craziness about this after the Philando Castro situation. Castile. Castile. <laughs> Why did I say Castro? When oh, no, I'm trying no, to take us to Cuba or something. I'm somewhere else. And after that, Minnesota invested $10 million in police, in police training. Yes. And we've seen another young man. Another two more, basically. Yeah. Two, two more killings after they invested $10 million in police training. So we had Philando Castile. We had George Floyd. Like, these are the major things we saw. We don't know what else have gone on that maybe didn't hit the nationwide news. Fact. Then we have two other deaths 
including the one that just happened that, you know, they're saying they're praying for the family and everything and they're praying, you know, for with, with this tragic death that did not, you know, this accidental death. Yeah, it may have been accidental and maybe she didn't mean to pull her gun, but exactly what type of training do you have going on? Well, you don't know your gun from your taser. Like hey, we have a comment of saying it's a different grip from the taser and the pistol. I mean, they're on different size, ones on the left, ones on the right. I mean, maybe she put and a this belt is on a, about this is a this is a this is a senior officer. Like this isn't a, a rookie, nervous, just you know, and then we have on top of that, where well, this happened back in December. The cop got fired yesterday or today with the 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 guy the, the um the lieutenant the military officer who they who they um he's in his uniform the one in his military uniform, uniform yeah. who they mishandled yeah. who they've told me a thousand times that kneeling was about the military and supporting the military and it's disrespectful and here the cops are out here being just as i mean it doesn't matter like there has to be a better way of police like period there has to be some some outside entity that's over these police departments because yeah. at this point i mean it, it's i gotta know how i feel about the police officer. police like started the federal government it's time for the federal government to step in and run some nationwide criteria that every police department needs to adhere to and you know you branch out from that according to your towns and cities according to the the crime in those areas and things of that nature but there needs to be some nationwide criteria that every police department has to adhere to so when some of this stuff happened it shouldn't be oh minnesota law louisiana law you know we got some states that are what what's it called the the stay in your ground some states are not you know it needs to get to the point at this day and age where the federal government says as far as anybody that has a badge this, this is, is the, the standard. criteria this is the standard right this is and the standard at least this we also have to dig deeper because we know policing started right for slavery right. like it, it was started to round up slaves and to this point, some people still see free, free people, see not slaves, black folks as slaves. No, they 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 were free slaves. They still was free, free black slave people, yeah. newly freed slaves. You know, it, it, I mean, and there are still people in the police department who see and think that's that's their role when it comes to police. And the thing is, is especially that in our communities, it's just that our kids it's really hard to say to your children it's hard like like last year year before last last few years we've been having that conversation about how do you sit your sons these these black sons down and have the conversation about when you get pulled over or when you're out with your friends and you know what your group of friends represent to the police and how you should handle yourself when you're out and about and it's getting to the point where that conversation is really not even of consequence. Like, cause stuff is still happening to our kids and they're doing the things that they're supposed to do. So like they talked about passive resistance in the trial and then there's active resistance, you know? So passive resistance, George Floyd, literally we, I watched this man having a panic attack 
he told like I did not know because now I've seen I've seen that body video, cam body footage cam footage from all of the officers all officers from beginning to end yeah. and it's like it becomes traumatizing after a while yeah. after you've so seen it enough. what 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 if, if you haven't been watching and and aren't aware the first officer on the scene they were called to the scene for someone passing a fraudulent twenty dollar bill and they were told that he seemed like he was on may have been on something so they come to the scene with that in mind so i give it credit to the police officers that they know that they are approaching somebody who might not quite be in their right mind or whatever the case may be but at the end of the day you're trained for this okay this is your training so the first officer to go up to the car immediately pulled his gun they counted it within 13 seconds of showing up on the scene george floyd is in his car and he's not even realizing the police are coming up on the car and the first thing you do because he's not responding to you while you're talking to him with the windows up the door is closed and you're saying hey hey whatever and the case may be and his back is turned he doesn't even see you walk up and to you the car pull the gun because he's not listening to you and then talk about my god what is this guy on what is he on i'm on somebody walked up to my car and tapped on my window the next thing i see is a gun on top of the fact that the man has been shot in the same situation and he begins to tell right. the police and he's people telling like, the man, police please don't shoot me please don't kill me and he's like all right man i ain't gonna kill you i ain't gonna shoot you and he put the gun away but by this time you triggered this man he's triggered ptsd then kicked in at this point I watched that man have a full-on panic attack and if I as a civilian can sit and look and see someone having a panic attack because he's literally saying please I can't go in the back of that car just put me on the ground I sit on the ground just put me on the ground I can't go in the back of that car I'm claustrophobic please don't put and me back there how many times if have we you seen can see it the police why can't you have see it eight of us sitting on the ground in handcuffs right doing what they do right. like there was like there was even when you get to that point if you want to consider that resistance fine okay whatever right once you put him in a car and you saw he was panicking he's asking man just put me on the ground let me sit on the ground just, just put, put him on, on the ground on the ground that you have no proof he cre he created the bill it's just, you don't even have real proof he passed it. Right. All you know is because he'd already gotten changed for something else that you could have given me that 20. Right. The guy who was with him in the car had been in the store and gotten changed. So they made a transact a, a, a transaction. Who knows where the 20 comes from? There's no reason to think he initially went in there to intentionally intentionally yeah. pass a, tw a fake 20 and if even if he did it was 20 dollars. send him back in the store with a real 20 dollars, reimburse the people at the bank at the store and keep it moving like this is so much de-escalation that could have gone on even in the video the guy who he gave the 22 was like, man, don't worry about it. I'll take it. I'll pay it out of my money. And then the owner runs outside all gung ho over a $20 bill that his employer has already said, I'm, I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. 
you know, and now he feels he feels bad because he feels he like, feels like his, actions his, his actions led to his death. Because if he would have just let his employee pay the twenty dollars and kept it moving, this never happens. Well, no, this is the employee who actually was saying, if I wouldn't have told my manager about the $20, then this wouldn't have happened. The The manager has yet to, to that I have heard, you know, express yeah, any employer, I'm sorry. Maybe they are remorseful, who knows, but I haven't heard anything from that particular person. But that goes to one, we keep on patronizing businesses that don't give a, that don't give a, a damn about, about us. us. In our neighborhoods, they don't care, you know, it's, because it was 20 bucks. It was 20 bucks. The the guy had already said, Don't worry about it, just put it on my tab and I'll take care of it out of my paycheck. So that really should have squashed it right then and there. It's twenty dollars. So twenty dollars may be a lot of money to some, but you're a store owner, you're gonna make that money back. Your employee has already said, already I'll cover it, don't worry day. about it, you know. They had already overcharged somebody today. Yeah, they had already charged ten dollars for a four pack of tissue. So you know the money was already made. But that goes to again the stuff that we as a community need to get together on and stick to these things. We have a lot of people that's always with us. Well, y'all do what y'all want to do. I ain't doing nothing. That's fine. That's all fine and good until it's knocking at your front door. And that's just how I feel about that. It's all good until it's one of your loved ones. And then you want everybody to be a part of this. We got to come situation. to the fish fry. We got to pray with you. We got to come out to the candlelight vigil and the balloon release and now, wear a t-shirt and all this other I'm stuff. Not gonna, but, I'm not buying t-shirts. I'm not, I'm not fish frying with you. I'm going to pray for you. You, you that part I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. And if it's with the, if it's something within reason that I can help with, I will. But at some point, we as a community, they have to start supporting each other better, better, and start taking control of our communities. It's it's a it's a it's a lot that goes on that we sit back and we wait on somebody else to fix problems yeah. in our own community. Yeah, and it's not realistic. Nobody's coming to save us. Right. In the in the mind state that you was five hundred years. Like no one's coming and save the black community, not in the in the thought process of what people are thinking that right. somebody's about to just come clean up the community, drop five hundred thousand dollars in everybody's bank account, and it's gonna be all well. You know what I'm saying? Ain't about that, to get five hundred dollars. That's not about to happen. And until we start policing and taking care of our own neighborhoods. This is going to continue to happen. What's going on in the comments? We see somebody got a nice sizable comment over there. <laughs> but um you're right. Um let's read it. It's 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 a comment says what happened with the taser could could have been an accident. And it, 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 it genuinely could have been. Yeah. But with like you said, but with hundreds of unarmed black men and women who've been killed, um, your training and skills on the job should be that much greater which makes accidents harder to bear, which is true. All the things that have happened in the community, as a police officer, your first your, your first mindset should always be de-escalation. 
Like even yeah. with even even with the George Floyd Floyd situation, this was escalated right. instead of de-escalated. When this man says he's he has claustrophobia, he can't get in the back of that small car, he can't breathe. It's a twenty dollar bill. You have no real information on what's going on other than his name. You have and two you people who are in, and you think he's high. That's that to me. That's even more what reason. they were reacting to. They weren't reacting to the twenty dollar bill call. They were reacting even, to. But that's even more reason. That's even more reason for you for your training to kick in. You know, people who are high mm -hmm. have a, a, a wild up. They're high strung at this point. You have him handcuffed. You have him sitting on the ground. He's answering your question. And he's calm. And he's calm. Right. So what was the reasoning behind all of a sudden want to throw him in the police car? It's two officers out there and you have officers in route. Right. What's the point? What's the, what is going to what is it going to hurt you in your day to sit him on the ground, ask the questions, do all the investigating you need to do when you let two people right. who were in the car leave with him the leave the scene and one of them has already told you that he's been shot before he's he's panicking he's right. under a panic attack they're telling you this right it's just i mean i understand that we have our rotten apples and we do you know we got a lot of those but the majority of our community is not right so the the thing to do now for, for us as a community, I think, is we, we've had the conversation to, with our kids, you know, but who's having the conversation with the parents? Like, when do we as parents start talking to one another and say, it's time for us as parents to do more, be more active in our young adult kids' lives? Like, why do we let our young adults do so much. You know, when I was 19, my mama dang near still a handle, still had a handle on me when I was 19 years old. My mama could still tell me what to do, period. You know what I'm saying? When I was 18, 19 years old. Parents. Yeah, you're grown. And a lot of these parents and hit to the point where you 18 is, you know, like they just they done. They did their job. They finished raising I'm, I'm you. And that is the furthest thing are, from the truth. When you are a, when you're 18, they, it's the, I'm grown. They're grown. Put them out. Send them on their way. I'm tired of dealing with them. It's also that's it's a also, generational curse. It's, it's it's also the the child support stigma. The dad's not in the home. Okay, the child's 18. I don't have to pay child support anymore. He's not. Uh, he or she is not really my responsibility right. anymore. And that's the mindset. And you you have younger parents. Parents are younger now, they, and and not as involved. You have more parents, even even in two parent households. It's not where it was 40, 50 years ago when both parents are, are working, gone. Kids are raising. A lot of these kids are raising themselves. You have financial situations, single parent homes, right. where mothers are working two and three jobs trying to take care of kids and you have the oldest child taking care of the younger children and 
father's not involved it's i mean it's a it's a process that starts with it's a it's a process that started decades ago that now you're really seeing the, the end result yeah the end result the of this process the seeds that were sown way back then it started back to me with the baby who was cussing and we thought it was cute oh yeah you know what i'm saying like it's time now we need to backtrack as adults and you need to grab your friend i need to grab my friend or whatever else when we see certain things going on and be like look we have gone some decades now with a lot of foolery and it's time for us to snatch back and then retract and go back to some times where we had a, a better handle on our community when miss ethel down the street was able to tell my kid look little boy we posted that you know that. what i'm saying so we, I, we're getting away or we have gotten away from all of that and now we got parents that hang out club and smoke and drink with the kids and you know all these different things that go on to the point where it's to the extreme they're feeding the stereotype big time and then people are now dying in the streets behind the stereotype being fed and that's just that's my view on it we got fight club videos floating all over the place like this is cute you got parents you know taking the children to go fight somebody and all this stuff they got kids stabbing each other in walmart and it's, you know it's, this, it's this, crazy this. because people now are trying to say this is the social media generation that everything is instant access is um everything is right now in your face right now yeah the difference is like this isn't this just didn't just start with these kids like this is there's a generation the generation before you fills the generation after you right so if you as parents and i've said this and i call a lot of parents in our age group in our generation excuse me i call us some punk ass parents yeah. because we are we have we have failed a generation of our kids by trying not to be our parents right. by trying <laughs> not to instill the stuff in our kids that made us who we are right. who made us successful who made us who gave us the ability to be successful to right. strive to fight through adversity right. these kids don't understand don't conflict know, resolution, they don't understand resolution they don't know how to get through adversity they don't know how to do anything that's not given to them and it's not all kids i mean it's it's, it's a, but it's a good thing it's enough though. of them they to where everybody feels entitled and like this comment says we can't do anything as a community we don't consider ourselves a collective community right one of the problems is some of black some black people don't consider the black community their community then we, and that's that's bananas to me then what is your community like if the you are black because we got the new black people you know that they got money and they you feel see. removed from the struggle that some of us go through like they'll never have that struggle they're not a part of that so you know we, we we've had some celebrities actually utter those words you know they are so far removed from that they don't feel connected to it they feel like they've they've gotten where they need to be and they don't have to deal with that but i watched um pharrell from the neptunes uh deliver comments at his uh cousin's funeral who was recently killed by police and he was one of the celebrities that said those words i'm i'm one of the new black what the hell is the new black like 
when when did we get that? Like, cause 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 last I checked, them folks still calling us niggas, and niggas been around for a long time, long, and, long. and they still they calling your new black self a nigga still. You still a so nigga. I don't understand how we develop these these attitudes that we develop, and I don't understand when are we going to decide as a community, like the commenter said, as a whole, that enough is enough with the foolishness and we need to check one another we need right. to check our cousin I mean, because what is killing us in the streets literally the police don't think for one moment that the police as a unit these these authority figures and all don't see these videos and then sit down and shoo shoo about us and then when they come out in the street to have to deal with one of us this is the imagery that they they already have in their head and it could be a lawyer that they're approaching at a traffic stop it could be a business person and an entrepreneur it could be somebody who's actually just on the street but have never been in trouble a day in their life but the imagery that is out there already about us is a bunch of bull and the problem the problem i have with it the media hollywood and all, all of the media outlets already present us in a negative, aggressive, dangerous light. The last thing we need to do is, is feed it, is feed it mm -hmm. and continue to, to enhance those stereotypes. Yeah. Like one commenter said, we not, she's not even talking about the rich people who moved out of the community. You have people who live in that community who feel like they don't care. Like, it ain't my community. Ain't you live on your street, this street. Like this is your street. This is your community. This is where you live. Right. What happens here matters to you and your kids. It should. What happens to the per to your neighbor next door to you should matter. It should. Because when it happens to your neighbor, that's just one doorstep away from it being at your doorstep. Yeah. It's one. It's one six feet away from it being your house. Mm -hmm. And 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 I have a a, a nineteen year old daughter and. I have a 13 year old daughter. I, we. They for sale. <laughs> Both of them. To, to y'all, I have, we have. But unfortunately, my 13 year old daughter is only a few years removed from the 19 year old daughter, but they're growing up and they literally have two different outlooks on how they're growing up right now. My, my 13 year old is in the TikTok YouTube video. This is the age she's in. And they are like these kids in that age range. Like if you took the phone from them, they would probably dry out like and, and just curl up in a ball somewhere and die. It, it would just be, look, okay? The 19-year-old, however, she is the reality TV children. And these kids are trying to mimic the foolishness the foolish. that they see like that's for real real life like these people live like this every day like we have so many images out there about us it's time us as a community start holding one another accountable and say you are a part of the problem the the racists aren't the only people who are part of the problem some of us are, are upholding and just letting some we're desensitizing some things Candace Owens. that we don't need we don't need to desensitize because it's feeding into the imagery that's making the other people handle all of us 
a certain kind of and way. I, and, and I say this all the time. It started with these participation trophies with these children and not making kids understand hard work that everybody's not a winner. Everybody's not everybody. Everybody doesn't deserve accolades without the hard work. Like we we've created a, a, a generation of kids that think all I have to do is show up and you owe me something. Right. Like I if I show up, I've done my part. So you give me whatever it is that I should get for showing up. It's it's crazy because just just watching the different the different attitudes when it comes to even our kids mm -hmm. like we're a blended family for, for those of you who who know us know us or those of you who are just watching us on the podcast or listening in we're a blended family we have five kids mm -hmm. three girls two boys ranging from 20 don't make me do the math 27, 27 28 to 13 and just in those different ages you can see the difference in generation how different how much different those generations are and they all like it's it's unreal the the things that have happened that you've seen from my oldest to my youngest the different there's some narratives that haven't changed like we're still viewed as listening we're still seen as dangerous, but it's just now the mindset of one child, the older kids are like, I gotta work, I gotta go get it. The younger children are like, if I show up, I deserve it, you know? And just seeing that happen with your kids is like, it's crazy because you have one a set of kids that are at the beginning of social media, and then you have kids who are right smack dead in the, in the heart of it. Like, that's all they know. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally did not change my parenting style from my firstborn to my lastborn. Uh, I know some of us get a little lax with them last few children. We you kind of lay it down because we're tired. But I never did that because I wanted to instill the same set of values in each child and and then make them responsible for those values. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just going to walk up on me, mama, daddy, whatever, and say no anything to me because and without me looking at you like I know you didn't just say that to me because you know that ain't how that right around here. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that, you know, we have to start. We have to understand there are some parents. I blame them grandparents, too, because they got soft. They soft on them grandkids. It's, it's, raise it's, your it's, hand if them grand you think them grandparents soft on them grandkids. Just raise your hand in the comments. You don't even gotta raise your hand. We already know what's up. Yeah, we, we see stuff that never would have happened. Like if we would have done half the stuff these grandchildren do, we would have been half dead somewhere. You know, like that's another conversation that has come up over the weeks since we've not been in. Like um, with the thing with Kirk Franklin. Cool. <laughs> Kirk Franklin with hammer on his son. But we're talking about a 33-year-old man, you know, but people are started to say that we were abused as kids. Like, our parents abused us. And they did. They did. Perhaps. You know, perhaps they did. But they did what they knew. They did the best thing they knew how to do. But now, they, it, it wasn't abuse like 
these parents now though it, it wasn't like they they killing us they murdering us they beating on us for no apparent reason leaving scars and bruises and marks and things like that now they did leave they whips they switches and things like that but it was discipline is what we were receiving it wasn't just a beating just for no reason and, and, so, and now their parents are just beating their kids and giving them away and abandoning them and yeah. all kinds of stuff like and this is this is this is a product of environments of dysfunctional families, generational curses, and not holding one another, and not holding people accountable. Like there, there's there. At some point, we have to look each other in the eye and have. We don't have to have these conversations in the open for everybody to see. That's another thing I hate about us. When we get ready to do something, everybody know it. If if if, if we're about to boycott, everybody knows before the boycott happens. And that's one of our, we can have these hard conversations, but we have to be able to look each other in the eye and have these hard conversations. Yeah. Like we know the system Ain't built for is, is not built for us. It's been designed to be against us. We know this. Now, what are we gonna do for each other when each, within each other's community yeah. to help each other? Like people like, I ban myself from WFB comments. I ban myself. I don't even, I don't watch them. I don't comment. I don't read them because it was my last comment. My last comment on <laughs> WFB. I know y'all, we, we ran them today. This mailbag Monday, we all over the place. We got three weeks worth of conversation to have in an hour, hour and 15 minutes max. Um, My last comment on WFB was Someone was saying uh, Baton Rouge, North Baton Rouge, um, 70805. They were talking about the crime rate and the killing. And they and the comment was like, look at them. They still up there killing each other. And my reply to them was, I'm surprised our page didn't get banned. But my reply to me was, look at them and live in St. Parish. They, they, they still smoking meth and molesting their kids. Because every time you see, every time you see, a child molestation or child porn is somebody in Livingston Parish. So they were somebody from Livingston Parish trying to throw salt at Baton Rouge at the black community. I threw it back. I was prepared to be banned from Facebook, but it didn't happen. And I said to myself, hold up, pump your brakes. Don't let these people take you here and get off of WLB. So that's why I banned myself from WLB. But they... That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. The media already feeds into this drama by making us seem like we're the only people that have crime, yeah. murder, and whatever. It happens in every community. Huh. But they highlight us on the news. They highlight us in the newspaper. They make sure they show. They, okay. They've even gone out of their way to say black on black crime. People get mad when I say this. There's nothing, no such thing as black on black crime. It's crime. It's crime. Right. It just happens to happen. Crime is a result of your community, your, community, your area. Mm -hmm. I, if, if I don't have white people in my area, how am I rob white people in my community? There's none in here. Yeah. How am I get in a fight and murder someone of another race in my community if they're not in my community? Like, this is stupid. And we fall into it because I hate when our people see 
a cop killing and the first thing they say how they want how they gonna respect us we don't respect ourselves we are here killing each other well what are you doing to help stop the killing in your own neighborhood all you do is move away and forget those people and, and throw away those same family members who are still living in living in those neighborhoods but when you feel like because you got a good little job you done made a little money and you can move to the other side of town that your family members that, are, that, that can't do it now you're the new black you don't go back in the hood you don't go back and help you don't you don't provide nothing in those communities you don't try to reach back and help nobody you want to hold on to all the information you have found that you develop like it's going to hurt you to pass out this information right. knowledge is supposed to be given wisdom is supposed to be passed along right. and that's part of our, that's another see i stick with our problems because we can't do nothing about at this, at this point on these levels we can't do nothing about the systematic racism we they have to fix that why are you asking me what we need to do to fix racism racism is y'all issue not ours right. y'all need to fix it but what i will talk about is the things that we need to do amongst each other with each other to improve our personal situations right. and i i got off on the tangent y'all i'm he sorry flipped, he, flipped, he just flipped he just I'm flipped sorry. a little bit but it's all true though because i was just about to say uh just a second ago before you said you know the person move away they don't try to reach back and help anybody i'm like how many of us, because we all know a lot of people, you know, the welfare, you know, they want to throw us on the welfare and all this other stuff. Never was the same. So how many of us have taken the time? Because we know people who have lived their life on the system. I, I believe everybody knows somebody. Who's rolled the system. Who's rolled the, the system. system how many of us have system. stopped looking at them and shaking our heads and actually said, I can show you how to get off of this. There are those who don't want to. They doing what they gonna do and that just is what it is. But there are right. those, those who are don't facts. know how. And they we don't, don't know we how. Don't, we don't, we automatically, it drives me crazy. Y'all, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be heated. This touches, this conversation touches me. So y'all just gonna have to let me ride a little bit with this. It, it, check, it, check the comments first. Let's it, see it if somebody wanna tell how. you something before you just flip out on everybody. I'm reading, this, I'm reading, this, I'm reading. This is the mailbag episode. You AB, can't, you can't, you can't, you ain't even listening to say, let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. And she made me lose my train of thought. She threw me off, y'all. <laughs> but that's my problem. We always look at, we look at each other as the enemy so much. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you, everybody ain't, don't want help. Everybody ain't going to the next level with you. Mm -hmm. We can't save every black person in the community. It's not but the ones we can, the ones we can help, the more of them that we can educate, teach, raise up, reach back to, and give them information and provide them chances and opportunities, the better off we are. We can shrink those percentages. We can shrink those numbers on our own. Yeah. Like, quit looking for the the great white hope to come into your neighborhood and save you like they say quit looking for white jesus to come save y'all people there is no white jesus he's not coming to save you right so even in the bible for even if you don't believe even if you don't read it you don't trust the word because you're saying it was written by men or this that or whatever whatever you feel i don't care you know what's in your heart Right. And whatever God uh, you serve, they've given you 
that intuition. They've given you that discernment to know when someone is out of order, when someone is bad, when someone is doesn't have your best interest at heart. So learn how to see that. Let me say this with, with piggybacking on his discernment. Um, we as black people, because we having a community talk, you know, we I, we said it in, in the post before we started, it we was going to talk about the, the Chauvin trial and the foolishness going on there. But we wanted to bring this to our community because that Chauvin trial is a big shining light on our community. And some of the things that we collectively need to fix, you know what I'm saying? But we have to stop being so judgmental. Right. Because we are our, our judge, jury, and executioner in our own community with our own people too. You know, we, we point the finger so much and so often at the other side. But then as soon as something happens in the community with someone else, Oh, y'all turn y'all nose up quick and get the gossiping and talking and tweeting and, and Facebooking and, and Instagramming it and, and everything else. But did anybody stop and say, can I help the situation? Stop putting, stop stop putting, putting each people other down and, and blasting everybody out for their situation because it wasn't something that caught you at that moment. Everybody because your turn stuff. may come later on, on something different. It's you know like, what I'm saying? It's like even when they, they're trying to talk about... um. George Floyd's addictions, his demons, the, the things he fought. We need to start treating addiction as what it is, an addiction. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a problem. It's something we should be treating to the try. We should be trying to fix it instead of criminalizing. Right. We should be trying to rehab people, trying to figure out why they are addicted to this. Some people's spirit just are it's an addictive they spirit. Predisposed. They, they, they predispose to addiction. There's a lot of things in life that are hereditary. Most people who are involved in addiction grew up in a family that has a history of addiction. You don't, you, it's not often you see just right. random addicts in a family. Right. I mean, it happens here and there, but for the most part, it's a history it's of a that behavior. in that family. It's a learned behavior. Right. We need to start teaching and, and teaching how to break these these behaviors early in life early. we need to start teaching about therapy early in life about um conflict therapy resolution is okay early in life black folks go to therapy black folks need therapy black folks please go get you some therapy it's okay some help get some help we we all need help and not always at the church it's, thank thank God for pastor. Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for, you know, all of that. But unless your pastor has a degree in clinical psychology and behavior studies and all these other things, he can pray for you and we can pray for some deliverance for some from some things. But he some, ain't going to be able to diagnose everything and be able to break it down and, and, and show you, you the way a psychologists or whomever that you go to therapy wise can help you stop thinking because we 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 will church the black community out i love the lord he heard my cry and pitied every groan i'm on the board but, but guess what hey, 
God, God gave doctors the ability. He gave us medicine. He gave us right. these other avenues together to work together. Not in place of, not in spite of. It all goes together. Right. It's he like, gave you the wisdom to be used for the good of the people. So we need to be able to use all those things collectively and stop looking down on people. Stop throwing and bashing people. You know, stop thinking that there's only one way to be healthy. Everybody always, you know, we went through the simp conversation. Uh, we went through the dumb, you know, the, oh, she's stupid for putting up with this, this, that, and the other. You know, he's stupid for doing this, that, and the other. You know, it's time to walk away from all those types of conversations and start reaching out to one another and trying to help. If you think she's stupid, if you think he's stupid, why don't you enlighten them? Some people, some people think you stupid. Why are you calling somebody else? Everybody have their own vice. Got foolish moments. Everybody. everybody has foolish moments. Every, every, everybody has a struggle. Mm. Some people just don't have the resources or the avenues to cope with their struggle, and it is magnified, is intensified, is increased. Mm -hmm. It's you know what I'm saying, and you don't have like man, I, I I preach this all the time. Like the family structure is so broken, you don't have like you don't have people in place to support when there is a lack. Like families, like families argue, fight, and don't deal with each other over the most minute stuff. So now those aunts, uncles, grandmothers, cousins, those support systems that you have, that tight knit unit that you have. To lean on and to help each other, we broken because Lil Ray Ray ain't paid me my twenty dollars. Right. Nobody really knows ago. the core of the story, but then when you find out what it is, it's like it's, what? it's over twenty dollars. A family's broken up over over twenty dollars. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. Whatever, whatever it is, you know? stop loaning people money that you are not ready not to get back. Right. Stop loaning money that you can't afford to lose. Period. And stop asking to borrow money you know you can't pay back. How about that? Don't ask me to borrow money if you know you can't pay me back. Ask me, can I have? I need. Can you help me? Can you help me? Yeah. My life's about to cut off. Okay, I'm not handing you this money. I'm about to go to, I'm going to log on the energy for you and I'm going to put something on this. I'm not putting this money in your hands. Right. It, it just is what it is. That's kind of accountability. We but you don't come to me every month. Broken community, y'all. And by way of watching these things happening on the streets with the police officers, by way of listening to the videos with all the Karens, by way of seeing our own actions in our faces via videos, we have to start figuring out what we can do collectively as a community and what we should be doing and what we need to stop blaming other people for. You know, like I said, this man was arrested behind a $20 bill in a store that uh, owned by people who don't care about you because if they had any compassion at all, they said he looked like he was high and all this other different stuff, then compassion should have kicked in and said, instead of downing this brother, we just gonna, we gonna let this ride. It ain't like he came in there to $1,200 worth of stuff. It ain't like he came in there and gave you $500 for, for a computer and, and bounced out. It was a $20 bill and he was buying a pack of cigarettes. So it's like, we need to address some things, stop making it a them problem and look within ourselves and say, all right, you know what? They stupid, but they have a point. Let's fix it. Yeah.
And it is it's like I like there's some super woke people who get on my nerves. Like there's some super woke people who get on my nerves, but there are some people who are woke who have good ideas. They just don't know how to mm-hmm. communicate that to the people who they're trying to get to understand that point of view. And, and until we start learning how to talk to each other, converse, have conversation, right, and not try to tell me right. what I should do or how I should do it or what I should be or, or how I should. Again, thinking there's a one way to do everything. There's not a one way to do everything because, you know, like they say, ain't nothing new under the sun. So if it was only one way to do anything, then it wouldn't wouldn't be all of us and all these different types of greatness that's going on. So let's let's kill that noise where we see certain things happening and then we got a label for it. You know what I'm saying? Stop thinking that there's one type of manhood and one type of womanhood and one type of way to to be a good parent and all this other stuff. Okay, she don't want to whoop her child. She don't want to spank her child. All right, that's all fine and good. Is she stupid? No, she's doing it a different way. Now, her child start getting out of line. The first thing you do, go see. That's because you won't whoop her behind. You need to put something on her behind. Then you look. Why don't you sit down and tell this mama, mama, look? Right. You know, I understand you want to do something different, but you got to find another way of discipline. Take the phone. Take the tablet. You know, do some other things. Stop dogging people and dragging people and adding to the foolery we already have to fight outside of our give, own gates. Give options. Give solutions. Options. We know the problems. Yeah. We, we know the problems. We know the problems. Especially in Louisiana. We know our educational system is trash. We know there's no community outreach <sighs> for the most part. There are people who are doing work, and I never want to discredit the people who are out there putting in work. Amen who got boots on the ground and who are trying to help. Yeah. But for the most part, everything that helped, I'm going to say it, I'm not going to get mad. Y'all know I don't kill it. But everything that was good for the black community is the first thing that gets taken out of the budget when it's time for budget cuts. Mm-hmm. In schools, when you could go to school, get certified an electrician, um, plumbing, welding all these trades that you could have got coming out of high school they took those out of the high school and and tried to force you to go to college or force you to go to a trade school so they took all that some enrichment programs all the some enrichment programs they defunded those all the way you could go and get a summer job and not be in the streets running wild and random all the camps all the free camps all these things that help the black community are the first things that they take out of the system. Yeah. Those are the first things to get cut, budget cut, extended, um, extended, free extended day. Um right. those, those type of pro- um before school care, after school care, all those things that help the I haven't seen a boys and girls club of America, and I don't. Know, I ain't heard that Big Brother and all that. All stuff. that I they take all that away. That all that is gone. Decades. And I that those, those are the those are the things that kept kids focused, motivated, with some sense of pride, something to, something to keep their minds occupied, where they weren't doing all this randomness. And now there's nothing that these kids have Sports. no direction, no hope. They try to take all the sports out of schools. 
they they trying to take all of art programs, band. They, they, I mean, there's nothing for these kids. Right. And your, your, the parents already are struggling to take care of a family. Now I'm losing my job because I can't I can't leave my kid home alone. I gotta be home by this time. I can't find a job doing this. Who ten dollars ten dollars an hour? Who's gonna be able to to support a family on ten dollars an hour? This is this isn't happening. But once again, like I said, it all it all started a, a long time ago. It all got pushed back um when we started kicking the father out of the house. We start, we'll give it, ma'am, Miss Miss Lady, we'll give you, we'll give you free housing. We'll let you stay in this house for eight dollars and we'll um we'll let you have eight dollars a month rent. We'll give you um a thousand dollars worth of food stamps and but you can't buy anything healthy on it. I want you to buy all junk with it. Cause one at, at some point when you got a thousand dollars worth of Food stamps, you ain't buying number junk anyway, because at, at some point to get it all spent out, either you're selling it or you're buying junk. And you can have all these things, but that man can't be here. Mm -hmm. He can't stay here. He can't help you. So now you now we've crippled you. So at that point, now the black woman, she's mad, she's angry because the great the system has is doing something for her, her man can't. It's taking care of because the system is not allowing that man to take care of his family. And then we got, I can do bad by myself. And then now as I can do bad by myself. Now I can be independent. I'm, there's nothing wrong with being strong and independent. Black women have always been strong and independent. Y'all not telling okay. y'all not telling us I'm nothing sorry. new. I, I need to break in right there. Community wise, black women. From a one black woman to another black woman. I'm sorry, AB, I cut him off again. Um, if you own the system, you're not independent. Let's clear that noise up right quick. So it's a lot of community things that we need to, the spirit of certain things we need to break before we, you know, move on a little bit further. Yeah, you may need those food stamps right now. Yes, you may need that housing assistance right now. Yes, you may need that wick right now. There are a lot of things that we find ourselves in situations that we need right now, but it's not supposed to be a forever thing. It's not supposed to be a crutch. It's supposed to help situations. you get to the next level and you have to use those moments to get to the next level. And now I'm starting to see a lot of, if a man ain't can't, can't and won't and don't have all this, then they can't be with me yet. You're walking around with a Louisiana purchase card in your wallet. Mm. Pump your brakes. Mm. Stop the presses. Ooh, some toes. Clear your I mind. Feet. They stepping on toes today. And let's get this crap together. There are some things as a community that we need to get together. And we need to help one another figure it out. How can I help my sister understand she don't need to be on this or she can get off of this if we just do this or that or the other. If we create a budget, if we stick to the budget, if we invest $5 in a stock, I can show you how to build your portfolio and some stocks and 
you know, it ain't got to be if, if you don't know how to do the stock market, how about a mutual fund? Let's put Stepping you some money toes. over here and then let that mm. money grow so that I can teach you that you don't have to be right here all the time or we, always. We create situations that we 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 fought others for. And 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 I said women, I I I have co-workers, we have conversations. I, I work around a lot of females. We have conversations and I and I tell them a lot of them the truth. Like you like black women it's, in some instances you're your own biggest enemy. Like you have so much control over your life and your circumstances and your situations mm -hmm. that we have to stop accepting certain things. We have to stop allowing certain things and to be done to you. Everybody needs love, everybody wants companionship. Everybody wants to feel needed, wanted, desired. But at some point, you have to put your foot down and be like, sir, no, this is my standard. Right. Like, this is my standard, and I'm not, and I'm not going to go below, below my standards. And you know where that come from? You know where that come from? Black women. Mama, mm -hmm. mama, then mama, these boys and all this stuff, and mama all, mama all, boys, all along, and daddy, then daddy, the girls. Let's let's not daddy, then daddy, the girls. Mama, then mama, the boys to death, and now they out here with these women, and these women and, allowing certain things to go on that they don't need to allow to go on just to be able to say, "I'm with someone." I don't need no other mama. I had. They one. looking for a mama. I had a mama, but they looking and for they, and but a lot a lot of these mamas are trying to. They because they my had, king. They I'm had, calling your son your king. They have daddy issues. You can call him a king, but he is not your king. Let's let's kill they that noise. They having daddy issues, and they trying to find the the, the daddy that they missing. And, and some of these men, they grab because they they grab on to some things because they so desire for connection. Some women grab on to some things that they like. This man could be horrible, and this works both ways. This woman could be horrible. But they have this one thing that I see that reminds me of what I wanted from my mother or from my father. And we hold on to bad situations, bad relationships for the longest. We we were just talking about this yesterday, talking about um shout out Jonathan Coates. I'm gonna we we gonna give him shout credit. Shout him out. <laughs> um getting rid of your crowd and finding your crew. Like we have too many people just too many people just around us just hanging on just just not providing anything positive into your life. They just feed negativity. They just feed misfortune. They feed drama. They feed foolishness into your life. You have to learn to get rid of these people, these spectators. We have to learn to get a group of people who who are feeding into your life. And some of these people who you love are the ones who are feeding that negativity and that drama and that foolishness into your life and it's going to hurt you to get rid of them but you're going to have to step away get away you're going to have to step away because you're not going to be able to step to the next level you're not going to be able to have that greatness that's meant for you right. because you got this this person with this noose around your neck that keeps dragging you back into this barrel so at some point we have to be self-accountable that's where it starts you have to start with being self-accountable right. when you start taking accountability for your own household then you can start see with your will it starts with self you start with self then you go throughout your household 
once you start fixing your household, then you can start fixing community. Like you can't, I can't be falling apart here right. in here and, and trying to go out here and, and give the community some, you know, because I don't have it to give because I don't know how to give it. Right. Goes back to therapy. Let's see Goes back to having um something we, to talk about. We got to fix our our uh our our gaps, you know. We have generational gaps as well, not just generational curses, not just uh, community problems that, you know, community problems that we have kind of hit like domino effect. It just start one way and then it just trickle all on, on around. But we have generational gaps as well because somewhere in my generation, we didn't teach the next generation what happened right here. Okay. So, we have to start recognizing us. We got to see us as a community and then see what can we do to fix it. Stop getting mad every time somebody point a finger at something in the community. Because if you really think about it, what they're pointing at is there. So stop getting mad because some fool is trying to, you know, down the community or talk about us or whatever the case may be and just be like you know what okay we have this problem we do have this problem we have this issue now what we're going to do to fix it but at the same time that person who's pointing when you start pointing at a a situation or an issue i want you to have a solution don't just tell me what's going wrong i need you to have a solution when you come to me and say well y'all doing this well okay how we get it right right what's your solution where is your thesis right you know what i'm saying I, I need to know where you're coming from with a solution we are a set of people that like flash so usually popularity wins our attention the solution is not going to be in the popularity the solution is going to be in the person who probably talks the least it, it who probably moves the slowest Mm-hmm. who probably, you know, is way under the radar. No doubt. Because that person, nine times out of ten, is sitting back and observing some 100%. things and learning some things that the person that's popular isn't paying attention to. Because the person that's popular, their mojo is being fed by all these other people in this amen corner and this peanut gallery and all this other stuff that they have, they've lost track of what brought them to the popularity in the first place get you some friends that know how to say no yes please um i just we we have so many community loopholes you know what i'm saying going on that we are great as a people oh we got magic but then we are horrible as a people we've got like a black hole so it's 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 so many loopholes that we have to fix and we need to recognize these things like and be saying. willing to fix these things like look in the mirror put our community in the mirror and then take your gift and go help you know what i'm saying take your gift and go help the first thing that we have to do is figure out community finances stop running up behind other people with your dollar find your community and start planting your money in your community maybe the community you came from that you were able to get out of maybe you need to go plant some dollars there 
maybe you and some friends need to get together and say, let's open up a savings account and we're going to all put some money in a savings account and we're going to go get a loan and we're going to buy up this block. I don't know what needs to happen, but that we can definitely happen. We can figure some things out. And 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 uh, another, another thing is all your friends, the group of people that you hang with most often, Mm -hmm. are most likely in the same situation you are. They're most likely on the same level you are. Y'all financial statuses are probably much, pretty much the same for the most part. Right. Some may make a little bit more, some may make a little bit less, but y'all all in that same my, my mindset and realm. So having those conversations with each other about money and that, it's, it's not helping. We're not, we're, we're not providing the information to the people who actually need it. So in essence, you really just you're really hoarding the information. You know, you, you're not like our friends, all our friends, our group of friends, we're pretty much all mm -hmm. on the same level. You know what I'm saying? So we're not, we're a benefit to each other because we uplift each other. We we motivate each other to we do more and we can network. Yeah. But we have to learn how to provide that information to people who we know or on the level of status, not saying we on some super high status to where we're not in the struggle still as well, but we have to learn that we've learned some things, we've developed some some resources, we've developed some ideas, we've developed some things right. that can help the person who's one level behind us or two steps behind us. Or just coming in and, and get, need to learn. To get equal. Yeah, we. it's time to start reaching out to these babies, my 13 year old, our 13 year old, you know. It's hers today because she got trouble at school. <laughs> we talk money with this child. We have Derek Chauvin trial talks with this child. We have uh, people being stolen off the street talks, sex trafficking and all this stuff. We have these talks with this child. You understand what I'm saying? We have credit card talks with this 13 year old kid because that is where that starts and if you see somebody who has a child and they don't quite have it together that's your moment right it's that's your teachable moment it you can teach the child and the parents you know and you whatever teach, it's it's it starts that teaching, young teaching your children helps them teach the people who they their peers, the people who they're around, right. like they can have these conversations with the with their friends. They can have these conversations with their peers, the people who who they're around, the people who they see every day. And I tell people all the time, like you, when people talk about diversity, but let's be honest, most most humans are especially bad. They're tribal. We're tribal, mm -hmm. so we we. We go to black schools. We we live in communities where there are people that look like us because that's where we feel comfortable. That's who we can relate to. So at the end of the day, that's those are the people who you see on a day-to-day -day basis. So those are the people you have familiarity with to be able to help because we're just tribal. We 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 migrate to our own. I mean, it just it just is what it is. And it's, it's just not human to block nature. other people out. It's just nature, just the 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 nature of attraction, the law of attraction. It just happens. But you know, we just have to start focusing on you know things that we can fix. You know, there are things that we can fix 
but a lot of us are choosing not to fix them right. and then talking about it in a negative manner whenever it shows its face. So that thing right there, we have to fix. I have seen black people, back to the Chauvin trial, I have seen some black people make negative comments about George Floyd being on drugs. The man was, con he, he got addicted to opioids through pain. So you can't judge everybody's struggle like you just going, you know, like this man out here doing heroin but and crack the, and all these but other things. the crazy things. thing is, you're seeing those same black folks judging George Floyd, but they Uncle Willie been on dope. Yeah, Uncle Willie. He been on drugs or he been an alcoholic his entire life. And you and it's funny, it's entertaining. Right. You know what I'm saying? When it's in your when it's in your family, you laughing at him at the cookout. You know, there's entertain. Oh, he just crazy. You know what I'm saying? We label everybody crazy. Everything we we and and we label everybody crazy. A lot of people, a lot of us have mental health issues. Undiagnosed mental health issues. PTSD. Like growing up black will give you PTSD. I mean, we should we should all be automatically be able to get um, medical marijuana for PTSD as black people. Like, yeah, the medical marijuana. Straight there? Okay. Straight there as black people. I mean, it should be in. We shouldn't even need a prescription. Part of your reparations. You're part of my reparations. Right. Yeah, because PTSD. If y'all have questions, because we didn't went off on our community tangent, and y'all know how we get sometimes. So if y'all have a question or something y'all want to talk about, let's say Put a comment in the Ooh. in the um in the chat box, be it YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, we'll see it, we'll comment. Um, we try to answer some questions. But um, yeah, it's you said that, but somebody I, I am. Yeah. I, but you know my thoughts go quick. I gotta get them while I got that bag. Okay. Let's catch the mailbag. Let's stay on track because he'll take us and we'll be somewhere down the river. That's right. I'm sitting at the dock of the back. My Mimi over here, she said, that's right, young folks. Listen up. In my day and times, parent taught you things, but not about business things like how to pay bills or, or how to spend your money just because you can afford it. Doesn't mean you have to pay high dollar for it. Teach them how to de de be dependent on themselves. You won't always have one someone to have your back. That's true. That's that's we're not teaching. We're we're we have become punk ass parents where we've tried to become our try not to become our parents and be trying to become our kids' friends. We are their parents. We can be friendly with them, but we're not their friends. And we have to learn to teach them the things that our parents instilled in us, the things that they knew. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff that our parents didn't know. They were no, privy to because their parents didn't know. They didn't know. So they can't be taught something that they didn't know. So the things that they did learn that they passed on to us, we should be passing those things on to our kids on top of the things that we've learned on our own to our kids. Like and setting them up to be able setting to setting them up for success. Set them up to be able to say we, we have a bad habit of sheltering our children, black families. Uh we have a bad habit of sheltering our kids because we know the world ain't fair, you know, on the other side. They need to know that. But they need to know they need to have instruction. They need to have, you know, a formula 
And so that when they get out there and some, and they come in, in contact with something, that they have the tools to break it down and work it out like a math problem. They need to be able to know the formula and say, OK, this is that. I need to plug that in here. This is that. I can plug that in here. And then, all right, bang, I can work it out this way instead of automatically falling back and say, Mom, Dad, my car note, my this, my that. Hey, I gave you the formula. I taught you how to do it. Now you figure it out because if you didn't have me, what you gonna do? My 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 son, like CJ, our, our, the oldest boy, he's still gonna say his 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 oldest sister is the baby, and we're that's a whole nother conversation. That's that's a whole nother conversation. But he um went off to college, mm -hmm. and when he went out to Texas to, to go to Houston, go off to college, I like. I wasn't being that, okay, you 18, you're no longer my responsibility, Dad. But I was giving him an understanding that it's some some, I need to give you some room to grow, to, you know. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Like, it's some things you, you, you can teach, you can tell. We had a conversation about a lot of stuff. But at the same time, it's some stuff he has to learn on his own. We can't protect these kids from everything. It's going to be a lot of things that they have to learn on their own. There's some things they're going to have to fall on their face about. And some stuff, they're, and gonna some stuff without. they're going to have to do without. And he used to he used to message me and say, Dad, I need, you know, $50 here or whatever, whatever. And I used to be like, son, you're going to school for free. You got a Pell Grant. You get a check at the beginning of the semester. You're living for free, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I ain't got it today. He slick. He slick her though. He 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 message her and she'll send him the money. But that's the thing. We have to be on one accord as parents when it comes like that. Whether we're in the same household or not, yeah. you have to learn to put aside your petty indifferences. What where we at in the time? Um one seventeen. Okay. You put aside your petty differences for the betterment of your children. And it's it's time to let some bitterness go. Yeah. You know, our, our community is blocked up also because there's a lot of bitter people in it. Uh, we bitter at our parents because our parents didn't treat it as this way. Like we, uh, we bitter at the baby have. mama because the baby mama acts this way. We bitter at the baby daddy because the baby daddy acts this way. And then it all trickles down to, to these children. And then we have these little bad attitude kids because the adults in the system are bitter and mm -hmm. don't realize that their bitterness is spoiling the whole pie. Like there ain't nothing sweet no more. Everything's bitter now. All the bitterness is spilling out. And we sit up and we have these bitter conversations around these babies and that we shouldn't be having. You know, all these things like we got to figure out how to address or identify, then address, then create a solution but the stuff that's going on in our community, because we're starting to see this, whether you agree or not, the foolishness that we deal with in our community that we that goes unchecked is starting to look back at us by way of our children being lying dead in the street. It just is what it is or being mishandled in the street by the other persuasions, because this the, the foolishness they see, the imagery they see. It starts with the stuff that we 
let's slide under the rug. It starts with the stuff that we desensitize ourselves to because it's just, it's just that generation. No, let's identify these things and figure out where you fit. What's your gift? How can you help? Because every one of us have a gift that we can use that gift to help in, in some sort of way we can help, you know? So it's just, one of those things with our with our community it's time to start identifying some things it, like we said the money situation we've got to start doing some better things with our money you know most communities have all the triggers that they have because it's it's wherever the money lies you know what i'm saying we have seen other persuasions these kids grow up and do some of the dumbest stuff and the first thing we say is they ain't even had that to do been given everything and they still went out there and did this it's the money level usually is the the the, the basis and and what sparks all the issues in certain communities either you got too much money and you're not training your child that money ain't free and you do have to be responsible and you do need to earn it and you can't just act a certain way just because there is money or the child is messed up because they don't have any money in the house and they and there's struggles going on and all these different things money is at the root of a lot of these issues and we have got to start helping one another figure out what's best to do with our money how to move our money around how to teach somebody how to grow their money versus making yourself look like you have money people who the richest people in the world you see them on the street y'all don't even understand louisiana baton rouge we have homes we have neighborhoods in baton rouge that you don't even know are there they are literally secret society type neighborhood and if you're not a delivery person you don't even know that neighborhood is in baton rouge for real and that's one of the gifts of being a hairstylist and coming in contact with all types of different people and these private Amazon deliverers who are going into these neighborhoods, got to have a code. And it's like, wait a minute, it's a neighborhood behind the neighborhood behind the neighborhood. Where that came from? It's money here. You know, is what you're being exposed to or not, first of all. But there's money here. It's time to figure out what we can do with our money. It's people walking around that you never know have the type of money that they have, but you walking around looking like you're richer than them. We have got to figure out what to do with our money. Let's start there. Let's be more responsible. I know we want to have nice stuff. Everybody, everybody wants to have nice stuff. It, it's not. It's, it's, it's in our DNA. We spiritual. We are. It's in our spirit. I mean, back back home, we, we used to we gold dress and nice, jewels, gold yeah. and jewels. We, That's back know, home, though. We had it. We, we ain't done. But we just—it's just in us. We we like to look, look nice, feel we good, flash. smell good. We flash. We all that. But we have to learn how to do things in moderation. Got to learn how to do things in moderation. We got to learn that it's okay to do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. Like some of us need to adopt that type of mind frame and stop thinking that it's supposed to come so fast and it is not going to come that fast all the time. Is some some sacrifices and stuff that, that need to be made that people aren't willing to make. You know, some people see, you know, the things that we just released as by way of our products and stuff, and they have no idea all the years that went into those things before you see what you see. Um, those that are that are looking, 
you don't you don't have a clue but it's understanding that things come with time and patience it's not going to be a microwave situation we have to stop doing this instant gratification thing you know and that's not just the community that's just people period stop looking for instant grat gratification it's not going to come I, i'm i'm a hairstylist and now i'm in a, in the generation where the girls going to prom and four and five hundred dollar dresses and i'm just like blown away like the child herself is is worth a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars by way of hair makeup dress shoes jewelry clothes just just her her appearance they stepping out and worth a thousand dollars that day for a night and they go to prom for a couple of hours they take some thirty dollar pictures and then they disappear like come on folks like come on like yeah i want my child to be beautiful for her prom i wanted to have but it's a line i'm not paying four hundred dollars for no prom dress i'm sorry nyla wherever you are in the house i'm not paying four hundred dollars for a prom dress period i'll go find my mama them uh lace tablecloth and get to a sewing machine before i pay four hundred dollars for a prom dress i mean come on it's some stuff that we as a community we got to start owning some things that we have just really let get a little too far we tried so many tried to do for their kids what they didn't have for themselves that they wanted and they're doing their children a disservice yeah um we um we we we, we did our community we talked about the money we talked about Chauvin, um, the trial. Y'all, what else going on that we 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 get to touch? DMX, y'all. Another RIP. Another DMX. Sickness. That man had the struggles. man. We we watched this man battle his demons mm -hmm. his entire career. Like we saw it live in person on TV. We saw him on celebrity boot camps um marriage reality shows we've seen we've seen documentaries talking to his he, orchids he, <laughs> we, we've seen him put it put his his heart and his troubles in his music mm -hmm. and that's with money like with that's making with a lot of money yeah and he still struggled so just imagine those of us who are fighting those same demons who don't have the financial resources he had like there's and don't know where I, to go to get the help because there are resources where to, get, where to go to get the help and it's so many it's it's so many um people anybody know me know dmx is like one of my top five rappers all time period um so it's 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 like there and it's amazing to see there's so many celebrities around him that we're like we saw you know we love and miss and that love and that and even then as a community I, I can't i'm not in those circles so i don't know what all they did or didn't do but it's still like did you do how, how much did y'all you guys do to help you saw you saw these struggles mm -hmm. you you know you saw these struggles and there's some some things we just can't help with like and so 
Some we, things we got so far learn. that it, it broke and it was no way to put it back together. It was like mm-hmm. a Humpty Dumpty situation. And and at, and at that point, that's where the prayer kick in. But it's a and, lot of things. <laughs> it's a lot of things that if you saw the Rough Riders documentary that and, and listen to him tell his story, the things that he went through as a child, the being homeless, the um the being um a friend lacing his drugs. When he was a little boy, that that kicked off him to go spiraling down this um the path, and he still was so talented, and great. so great in what he did, and it's it's so unfortunate that we see so many of our great entertainers, musicians, athletes, whatever it may be, some of the most talented people on the planet have some of the biggest demons and biggest struggles. Like DMX. It's not all in the money. We saw Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. R. Kelly. We we saw a lot of people struggle right in front of our faces. They just had a uh, former football player, Philip, I can't think of his last name, Adams, that killed five people from CTE. Six person died yesterday. Oh, wow. Wow, and then and, and then turn the gun on himself. So it's not all the answers aren't in just being rich. You know what I'm saying? But it's in first of all fixing these things that start in the community. Like a lot of these people were broken at home first, and then they got some money, and then it just it was money point, to feed the problem. Money to feed the demon. Like so, there's there's there was no there was no support system with no real no real help like people like people don't don't realize how how important a support system is a hug or i love you a smile a smile or how can i help you what's going on a call or check in um i've i've been doing it with with our um me and a group a group of my my partners we we have a group chat and I got this from another podcast that I watch, and we do check on your people, y'all. Check check on your people, like do mental health checks. How are you? How's your mental? How's your how's your finance? How's your personal life? Like what what's how are you? Like do make you them, need some help. Do you need something? Make people you need make to people ride tell you where they and, are and just sit in silence and listen to some music and don't say nothing. Do we need to do that? You know? and, and don't always be so quick to try to solve problems. Some people just need somebody to listen. They just need somebody to vent to. Like they just need somebody to hear them. Like do mental health checks on your people. Do wellness checks on your people. Get out of this pettiness. Get out of this. Whatever this is that you would beef with your family member, or your friend, or whatever it is, it ain't worth it, man. It's 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 not worth it. There's so life is so short, stuff happens so fast. We have lost so many of so many great people in the in the black community in the between 2020 and right now, 2021. Some of our greatest athletes, some of our greatest musicians, actors, entrepreneurs just past just just great genuine people yeah and it was moments where they all just felt lonely like people battle with depression and nobody reaches out like learn 
start reading up. Learn, learn how to do, recognize the, the signs of some of these things. Stop writing everybody off as just being crazy. Stop trying, you know, people need help. And some people don't, pride is a mother. And some people don't know how to ask for help. So you need to learn how to just be there. Just reach out. Just just check on your people, y'all. Just, just check on your people. Have some peace in the process. I mean, a, a lot of us skip peace. You know, we skip peace. Peace is a big deal. And some of us self-sabotage. Some of us sabotage our own peace because we're not used to having peace. And when things are quiet and still and calm, you get nervous and feel like something foolish need to be going yeah. on, you know? Some so, people thrive in dysfunction. Yeah, it, it, we got to start breaking these, these generational curses that, that our community deals with. We got to find a way to fix some of these things. Like, if it don't bring you peace, you need to understand that something's wrong with that picture. If it's if it's gonna be a problem, is if if your blood pressure gonna raise up a little bit, your eye gonna twitch, your your lip gonna get bit. Like if, if these things are happening to your to you, and let it go. You know, if these right. are some of the physical things we, that you see happening to yourself, let that go. One of our comments here to say sometimes we try to to help others as much as possible then but we can't do it alone okay. it truly takes a village otherwise we may lose ourselves individually we have to give and use discernment so we don't destroy ourselves in the process of helping others that's 100 true like that's why we were talking about earlier getting rid of the crowd and finding your crew like i have i have people like i have my wife my wife is my rock that's that's my leaning pole but at the same time it's my backbone there's some things that you need other people like stop getting in this mind frame that only one person or one place you go for help you may need multiple avenues like it's certain things that i can talk to my wife about everything but it's certain things i need to hear another person's ear because a lot of times she's in this situation with me she's in this spot so i need a distraction i need somebody i have friends that when I'm feeling this type of way or I have this certain type of thing going on, I have different friends for different things that I can pull that good energy from, that I can pull. I know I'm going to get a good word. I know I'm going to get good advice. I know I'm going to get what I need in that moment from where I am. So sometimes we need to, even as married couples, we need to separate ourselves from each other sometimes and be amongst people who can feed into us. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be foolish to think we we all need relationships, and every there's a different relationship for every situation and every circumstance. So you you need every we're all connected, mm -hmm. and God has placed all of us in each other's lives for a reason and a purpose. So everybody around you has a purpose. Some of those purposes are to teach you. You don't need that person. It's to teach you some lessons. Right. It's to teach the is. To, to help you to build some calluses. How to, how to, how to see how a particular to deal type with of, how to identify how to, a particular I, type of spirit and recognize it moving forward. Exactly. So, and some people are there to feed that energy. So you're there for somebody else. You're that person that gives them that get up and go. You're that person that motivates them, that moves them, that makes them say, okay, I can keep going. Some things you go through, other people around you see 
that lets them know, hey, I can move. I can make it. Yeah. You know, I watch this. And you may I, never know they're watching. And you may never know you're watching. They're watching. So don't be so blocked off. Don't be so guarded. I mean, God has given you discernment for a reason. You know when people don't mean you no good. And sometimes you have to go through it with those people who don't mean you no good to teach you a lesson that's for somebody else. Everything you go through is not for you. But you have to be open-minded. You have to be open. We've become so closed off and guarded from each other that we're not, we're not loving on each other. We're not presenting that good energy, that love that everybody needs. Everybody's frowned up. Everybody's mad at each other. Every, everybody is looking for the negative or the wrong in the persons, in the people that they're dealing with. That we're forgetting that a lot of people have a lot of good, a lot of love, a, a lot of respect. Let's get back to loving and respecting each other. Respect for for sure. Compassion. I don't need you. I don't need you to love me unconditionally. I got some people who love me. I got plenty of love, but I, we need to get some more compassion and respect for each other. And that and that's a, a big issue. Like we, someone else is saying here, um, some adult bodies still housebroken children. We, oh, that's a word. That'll 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 that's gonna preach. Come on, we might have to pass the collection plate after that. There it's are some adult bodies that are still housebroken. We children. have some warriors, and inside those warriors, the warriors, if you take the armor back, it's a child. If you if you throw the if you pull the armor away, there's a child up under that under that right. armor. You it, it, it's 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 again growing up in a house. We as parents are responsible for these little people. And some of us are breaking these kids and then sending them out in the world and, and letting them mingle with other people. And we're sending our, our problems out to other people. Like whatever you're doing with your son right now may eventually end up bothering my daughter. And that is the mindset and mind frame that we have to, that's where the community begins in the house. So we want to fix our community. Let's fix your unit first. Like, recognize you're not right all the time. Recognize you mess up. Recognize you don't have all the answers and be willing to hear and seek, you know, for information. You know, some of us are so tired of and what we think we know. And then if we just read a little bit or listen to some other people, or do a little research, we find out quickly that, well, oh, wait, I didn't know this could be from this. I didn't know that me saying this to my child could be causing this type of ripple effect. I didn't know that not coming home from work and going shut up in my room because I'm tired and I ain't seen my child all day. And then I go and sit up in my room and cl close up in my room and I'm tired and I'm just thinking my child ought to know I'm tired because I've been at work and not realizing your child now is feeling neglected and the feeling that that leaves with that kid because you are not taking just a simple moment to decompress yourself, yes, but then go back out and, and, and mingle with your children, mingle with your husband or wife, you know what I'm saying? The, the the community begins in the house and then we when these people go out into their individual areas your child go to their school the other child go to that school you go to your job your husband or wife go to their job or whatever spouse you have go to the to the other job that's where the community is right there right 
that's out in the public, right? But it's who I am, what I'm presenting to the public that creates the activity of the community, right? Right. So they will be what they see. Yeah, it, it, it's we have to be ready, willing, and able. Willing is the biggest hurdle of all of it to identify the issues and then be ready and willing to fix those issues. Stop thinking you know everything. Stop thinking you're right with everything. Stop thinking the way you think it is is the way it should be because that is the furthest from the truth, okay? Stop thinking that, you know, the way Big Mama told you is the way it is. No, my husband has a saying that I laugh at all the time, but when you think about it, it is so true. His, his saying is traditions is just dead people telling you what to do. You know, tr some traditions are great because some traditions are good family building units, you know, good family building techniques and things like that. But understand that you should not be just like former generations. In 2021, you should not, your life should not be a perfect replica of what your great grandmother was. <clears throat> that was their time. That was their generation. Everything Different things were going on and diff their education level wasn't the same. You know, they couldn't read a lot of them, you know, things like that. So they if you walking bread, around they, and your, your life looked just like my mom and all of them, there's a problem. A there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be able to evolve with the times, first of all, and stop thinking because your mama did it this way. That's the way you're supposed to be doing it, too. That's the furthest thing from the truth. That is so far from the truth. And we are killing our communities for not being willing to identify the issue and do what's necessary for to, to fix the issue. Because obviously it's an issue because you don't know what you're doing. It wouldn't be an issue if, right. if you knew what you were doing. It, it, it wouldn't be broken if you already knew how to fix it. So obviously it's broken. Now seek the fixer, fix it, you know, find the solution. So, you know, we just, as a community, we have to really, my thing is some people have gotten so far away from God is ridiculous. God never moved though. You understand what I'm saying? So that's my thing. You know, that might not be where you are, but for me, God never moved. What happened? You know? It, God, to me, anchors a lot, anchors my life, okay? So for me, it's God. For you, it may be something else. But at the end of the day, I would urge you all to turn to God, especially at this time. Just go read Revelation one good time. Read it from front to back, beginning to end. Read it one time. And then talk to me later about who God is and who he is not. And the white Jesus, black Jesus, all these other things. Y'all, whatever, I don't care what you, where you're at in all of this, Something has to anchor you, and it can't be you, because you are faulty. And I tell people all the time, everything everybody does, unless you just believe in nothing, <laughs> which is highly unlikely, right? everybody has a belief system that supports them, that um, strengthens them, that helps them endure, that, makes, that helps them move. Whether you believe in it, whether it's your science or Scientology, evolution, whatever it is, somebody has a belief system. But at the end of the day, all those belief systems are 
rooted in a higher power. Regardless if you want to admit it or believe it or not, even science is just science is just the explanation of a higher power. Because there are so many things in science that you can't explain and that you can't understand, no matter how hard you try, that should let you know. But we're not preaching, we're just saying everything is rooted in some type of belief system. And as I always say, if whatever you believe in is not rooted in love, respect, and truth, you need to find something else to believe in. Yeah. So we've um we do we didn't we didn't try to get three weeks we in. Didn't we decompressed still, up in here. We we didn't had a decompression session up in here tonight. Did and we miss anything? I don't want to miss anybody that says something no, that we, we needed to catch. I'm glad. Thank y'all for joining us and thank, thank y'all, y'all for, for hanging with us this whole time. Hour and forty five with us today. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> We, we we over over, oh, but it's it's good. It's good. It's we, well. It's we'll preach next Monday. Don't, yeah. Don't join us next Monday if you ain't trying to hear the gospel truth. Because it's that next Monday, some of that's gonna come out. Because mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, not not our community definitely needs to get back there. And um, next week we are gonna try. I want to try to get um another couple on with us or another group of friends on with us next monday so if anybody who's listening wants to be a part of the show next week um y'all can email us on that passing for perfect at gmail.com y'all can message us on the facebook page passing for perfect um if you have our personal instagram pages you can find me at at cg is on, on one on the number one on Instagram, you can find her at, at Cosmetology One with the KY. With the KY on Instagram, you can find us on Cosmo Life Products <laughs> on, on Instagram. Pick an inbox. Just we'll, pick we'll, an inbox. We'll, 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 we'll be there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, 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 we'll reach out to you. And if you want to join in, if you have some, some something you want us to talk about, we open to talk about about anything we, we're open book and if anybody who knows us knows us we we try to remain honest upfront and real what what you see when you see us whether you see us at church at work at home out and about we try to be those same people i posted it today um on facebook we you you, you see a lot of fake people on facebook posting about people being fake some of the fakest people post about being fake all the time, but that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation. But once again, I want to thank you all for joining us on Passing for Perfect. Um, go to the YouTube page, like, subscribe. Um, that's Passing for Perfect on YouTube. Share, share. You um, you can share our page on Facebook. Passing for Perfect on Facebook. Um, Cosmo Life products on Facebook. Cosmo Life products. products on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can also um, on Instagram. On Instagram, CosmoLifeBR.com is our website. Um, our um, our newest product is now on the website. Um, for you ladies who love your your pedicures, we have petty flops available online. We have our all natural products online. So like, share, subscribe. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Love somebody. Be good to somebody.
Till next time. And be willing to listen. Listen. Please.